All right, what's up? Welcome back to the We Shall Not Sleep podcast. Here we go on Camel Day, Hump Day, Wednesday, September 21st. Thanks for joining us here. It's basically like I'm live because I'm putting this out right after I record uh, the pod and the episode. So thank you again for tuning in this week. I think this has been working out for us and we'll continue to do it here for the foreseeable future. My goodness, the listenership, the support the last few weeks have been amazing. And I am incredibly grateful. Uh, before I, I get in tonight, I don't want to repeat myself too much. I just want to say what a privilege it is to do this podcast for you. And I will continue to bring you the content as long as the Lord uh, allows me to. I, I'll, I'll say that. So con- continue to connect with us on every podcasting site. SoundCloud is where we're hosted. appreciate their support. Um, your YouTube channel as well. Uh, feel free to send any feedback, questions, comments, concerns to wsnspodcast at gmail.com. Excellent. All right. So uh, th- this week, you know, I have, uh, I've been talking to uh, a few people in my life, my mother uh, and the Perry family, and uh, they- they've been talking um, about, there was like this conference that happened a couple weeks ago, um, and they-, they happened a lot with um, you know, when it, when it came to, and, I, and forgive me, I don't remember all the names, but I do know like Amy or Ewing, who was usually, who was previously with RZIM, uh, and then the gentleman from Christianity Today, I think, uh, that did, um, the whole, uh, Mars Hill expo- expose and exposure on, um, that whole thing. That's that podcast that you can find. Um, and then, um, the doctor, I can't remember her name. I don't, I'm going to get uh, torn up uh, for that because I can't remember her name. But anyway, they, they were talking about, um, you know, just the, the, the downturn, these, these effects that, that these people who are put in positions of power, um, and when they turn out to be sinners and, and unfortunately like in Ravi Zacharias's case, seemingly go to the grave unrepentant. It, it leaves just a devastating wake um, and behind. And so, one of the things that I was thinking about throughout all of this is that yes, of course, you got the you have the victimizers, and you have the victims, and you have the coworkers, right? That that are just shocked, that didn't know, maybe did know what was going on, but didn't fight. So you have a lot of people that are injured. Then you have the rest of us, the the people that were just the I would say quote unquote consumer. I I, I don't that's not the right word, but that's the most accurate way I can I can put it. But when when it comes to when it comes to like these things, I we'd look at who's to blame. Was the board negligent and blah blah blah? You get all the all the things that come in, and what hit me is it's our fault. It's the people's fault. We have all of the power. And why do I say that? Well, because when you when you think about what the goal of a pastor is, again, my my first day, my first day. And I think it was PCC 394, Pastoral Care and Counseling. Counseling. Uh, it was an amazing class. Or it was like Seaman 397, 394. It's Christian Ministries 394, 397. Um, and it was an amazing class at Olivet. It was my it was my fall semester, my senior year. And I took this class. And the first question to us from Dr. Mark Quanstrom, who was the, at the time the head of school of theology, Christian ministry, and senior pastor of College Church in Nazarene, there right there on Olivet Nazarene University's campus, was, what is the primary function of a pastor? And in our naivete and our ignorance, our hubris, we gave out answers, and I think a lot of them were really good. I don't, I don't think they were bad. 
And he said at the end of the day, the primary goal of a pastor was to usher souls to heaven. Now, you could heard you could have heard a pin drop at that point in time because it was just this weight of oh yeah, that's why we're here on this planet. And a pastor as a shepherd ought to be able to take care of that. You see this in Ezekiel believe 34, Jeremiah 23, uh, you see this in John chapter 10, where Jesus talks about the shepherds, talks about those who have abused and fed off the sheep, and then what the uh, the true shepherd does. The true shepherd sleeps at the entrance to the sheepfold. The, the shepherd lays his or her life down for the sheep. That's what the shepherd does. And when you look at what these people who have been caught in adultery, caught in a lot of sin, molestation, whatever you name it, they are not in those positions for themselves, or for themselves. They are in those positions for themselves, ultimately. They're not in it because they're there to serve the people. And when I look at what shepherds are called to do, what I'm trying to do at my church, is it's, it's a place of service, right? And how do these people get on the boards? How do these people get put in these positions? Are, are you have to go back to the beginning. Are we not going to hold these people accountable? And, and that's the thing for me that, that is just mystifying. That when you, at least in my church, the, the, church, the board is, is elected by the members, and then the board sought out a pastor. So you're, you're putting trust in it. Now, some of these men and women over the years who have had fallings, uh, fallings from grace, now I'm doing a broad statement. I'm not necessarily talking about the one specifically. But everyone you know, is prone to temptation. All, all of us are prone uh, to evil thoughts and actions. And it just behooves me to think that in our own pride, we uplift these people. There's our first mistake as not human, and then when we do, we seem to forget that the temptation has to magnify. The more important you are for God's kingdom, the greater the temptation it's going to be. Look at Christ. He was tempted, and his temptation, which was unlike anyone else in history, was offered the entire world. Has anyone else been ever so important that, they, that Satan has basically offered them a deal to give them the entire world because they were that much of a threat to his schemes and his plans? And I'm, I'm just a small fish in a very small pond. And the temptation to think more highly of myself, to rely upon my own strength, has only magnified. It's not in those other ways that other people have, at least so far. But some people, when they're making a lot of money, the financial temptation, then when you have so much access to people, people treat you differently. People treat you like a king or a queen. And then you have a lot of people making themselves, quote-unquote, available to you because you have a lot of power and money and influence. Why don't we demand more from our leaders? Just like I, I don't believe we're demanding enough from the people who come to church. We need to ask more of people, ask them to think more. We're not asking the same in return from our leaders. Like, why aren't we demanding that if a pastor is married, that, that their spouse goes with them everywhere they go? It's a life of service. This is part of the sacrifice when you are serving as a shepherd to a community is that you there has to be safeguards in place that it's going to be a sacrifice for people, absolutely. 
but there must be these things in place because we care enough about you, the leader, to not put you in harm's way. And also, we're not going to treat you like a celebrity. We're going to treat you like a human being because that's what you are. We need to stop putting these people on pedestals. Stop idolizing them. The, the, the pastorate is, in a way, some of the, one of the least important positions in the church to a point, and, I, and that might be controversial, but because the, the person, it's like the person, not necessarily the position. The position obviously is important, but the person. Because God will, will pluck out any, anyone and bring in another warm body because at the most, the pastor is serving the people. And it's the people that testify to the community. It's the people in the church. It's the lay people that offer the apology or the defense for the gospel. They're the ones out at their jobs working the volunteer hours and are the people that receive new people into the church and host them for dinner or help them take care of lawn maintenance or home care. Those are the people that have the greatest impact. The pastor is just a vessel for, for God to speak through and to serve. They're not that important. Any pastor who thinks himself that important, I don't know if they have a really healthy congregation because they have a healthier ego of themselves than they do their own church. We've seen this time and time again. I ought not to be saying something controversial here, I don't think. It's just putting some, I think, logic behind what the heck has been going on. Why has all this happened and continued to happen? What's well, a lack of accountability? We need to come down off of our own pedestals and say, wait a minute. Um, we need to demand more of these people, these leaders. And then I, I have to set beside my own pride because everyone likes having like that cool person in their life. Everyone likes to have that cool number in their phone saying, hey, I got this person's number, so to speak. That's all about you. Like they're the pastor. Who cares about them in, in, in that way? Why, why are they a celebrity? We need to stop doing that. We must. We must have accountability for the people who put these people in this power. What about the boards? Are they praying and fasting over the decisions they make? Are they taking whatever time they need to come to a decision? Or are they rushing it or are they not really doing it? Are they praying for just overnight and they're making a massive, in these cases, multi-million dollar decisions, which end up hurting the witness and hurting the reputation of God in, in this country? What are we doing? Why do we uplift these people? And I get it. Doesn't mean that there's certain privileges that are that are wrong. It's the motive behind it. And and like it or not, of course I'm going to be looked to up to as the shepherd. Like yes, I am the CEO, you know, from a business standpoint, and then I am the leader. Yes, I don't mind that. But leadership is is out of place of service. It's a life of service. It's not a position to brag about. It's not a position to hold over anyone or to influence or, I mean, dare I say, um, you know what's the word I'm looking for? Like coerce people? God's going to kill you for that. <laughs> that's, I mean, that's what, that's what uh, it's spoken of the prophets in the Old Testament. I mean, the, the shepherds that prey upon the flock of sheep, you're not going to see the kingdom of God. There's no way. I mean, you repentance out of, if you bow down and worship God and repent of your sinful behavior, but to think that you're going to prey upon the the sheep, you're going to fatten yourself up because you've been feeding off the sheep? Oh, no, 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 no. You've received your reward in full. All the televangelists who, who've made money off the backs of poor people and promised miracles. Yeah, you received your reward in full. Absolutely. You can't take that private jet in your coffin when you go. It's certainly going to be useless in heaven. 
I just don't understand why we're not demanding more. And that doesn't mean like a workload, but like accountability. Layers of accountability, a system that goes far beyond the person. It's built for those who are to come, those who we will never see because we'll be long dead and gone. Something that's enduring, system of checks and balances. That's what I want us to invest in because it's our fault. We the 99%, or the, well, I say you the 99%, you have all the power in your church. If you don't think so, don't show up for a month and see how the bills get paid. Now, of course, you could be giving online, but I think you catch my drift. You have the power to hold everyone accountable. Instead of sitting back going, oh, you know, I don't know what happened. You know, they, uh, I trusted the board. Well, do you, do you, how, how did they get there in the first place? And, and if, if something still happens, something slips through the crack, you've got to go back to the foundation. You've got to remember why we go to church. We're there to worship God. If anything is a hindrance into worshiping God because it's about worship of self, cut them out or at least confront them. We have to be able to rebuke one another for the sake of the kingdom. Do so in a loving way, without violence, without threats, without malice, and our anger do not sin. But don't think for a second that we don't have the ability to hold each other to account before we get to the point where we fall off the cliff. It just takes time. It takes dedication. It takes discipline. It takes integrity. And that's from the whole church. I've asked before, I've asked my boss, Mike Perry, and he had a fantastic response that if you were to ask people, like, are they going to church for the right reason? Like, well, are most pastors going to church for the right reason? Is the attitude of the congregation a direct reflection of the attitude of the pastor? I'd like to think so. Of course. They wouldn't know any different. It's a heavy topic. There's a lot of things to be thinking about. I want you to be praying about all this with me. Wherever you go to church, I want you to question, how did your leader get elected to that position? How did your board get elected? Is there systems of accountability in place for those leaders? doesn't mean that those people And those positions are bad. I just want to know the answers to those questions. And I don't think that's unfair, considering the climate that we find ourselves in with so many people who have fallen from what had appeared to be a position of holiness, but turned out their house was built on nothing but sand. Thank you for listening. May God bless you, and may God keep you.